Hey friend, Kat Harris here. I wanted to let you know I just wrote a book called Sexless in the City, a sometimes sassy, sometimes painful, always honest look at dating, desire, and sex. It's about my journey of growing up in Southern evangelical Christian culture in the height of what's known as purity culture, where I, along with millions of other angsty teens, learned a set of rules and do's and don'ts when it comes to sex, dating, intimacy, gender roles, and a lot of other things too. Only after I moved to New York City in my 20s and dated more in one year than I had dated in an entire decade did I learn something crucial. It's a lot harder to not have sex when you're actually dating. This book is my process of deconstructing the shaming sexual narratives I was given by both the church and culture, and for the first time in my life, asking Jesus, is there another way? Whether you're single, married, engaged, dating, Christian or not a Christian or somewhere in between, I believe this book will encourage you and equip you to navigate and process these layered topics with practical tools, nuance, and freedom. You can grab Sexless in the City wherever books are sold or go to sexlessinthecitybook.com to find out more. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris, and I'm just so glad you're here. This podcast is designed to dig below the surface. We're going to talk about everything from life to love and pretty much everything in between. So go ahead and leave that Superman cape of having it all together at the door because life is freaking messy. Don't I know it. Now, not only are we going to be real, we're going to have some fun too, because Lord knows I will find any excuse to bring up Beyonce or the latest episode of The Bachelorette. So if you're a new friend, welcome. Make sure you're subscribed to the Refined Collective podcast on iTunes. And if you're an old friend, welcome back. And would you do me a quick favor? Hop on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and written review. I would be so grateful. Finally, if something stands out to you in this episode, go on and slide into my DMs on Instagram. I love hearing from you. It's at The Refined Woman. Now let's go ahead and get to it. Welcome to The Refined Collective Podcast. I am your host, Kat Harris, and thank you so much, Newsstand Studio, for supporting The Refined Collective Podcast. I am so, so very grateful. It takes a village to make a podcast. If you did not know that, that is the God honest truth. I got a voice memo from one of my friends the other day and he said, hey, can you teach me real quick how to start a podcast? And I was like, listen, it takes a village and you need about five hours. I can't tell you real quick. Anyways, all that to say, thank you, Newsstand Studio. Thank you, Joe, for being an incredible You are the Oz. You are the great and powerful Oz of Newsstand Studio. And for Kitty, my incredible assistant, I feel like I need to find a better word for who Kitty is. Like she is everything to me and to the refined woman, to the refined collective. So, you know, you just can't do things on your own. So anyways, back to the episode. (laughs) This might be an interesting episode. I'm feeling a little punchy. Also, before we get started, thank you so much to the Patreon community for being so faithful and supporting this podcast. You literally keep our lights on. If you want to learn more about how you can support 
this podcast financially, go to patreon.com slash the refined collective. You can join the community for as little as $5 a month. And with that, you get access to weekly VIP videos that I put out just, just for the Patreon community. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. We are in the middle of a mini-series, which I've never really done a mini-series like this before, but it is May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and mental health is very, very near and dear to my heart. So every episode in May is dedicated to a different aspect of mental health. First, we had a trauma therapist, Kobe, talking about how do I know when I need professional help? Last week, I talked about how to identify anxiety, depression triggers before they happen and how you can set your body and nervous system up for success before you get in a problematic situation. And today, we're talking about what happens when you actually get activated. So what happens when you're on stage or you are in a conversation where you feel hypervigilant, stressed, depressed? anxiety. I want to give you four simple tools you can implement when you're triggered or activated. And in that, why are so many of us experiencing so much anxiety and depression lately? I have talked to multiple friends and even I was on a call with my book team recently, my publishers, agent, publicist, all of that. Almost everyone on the call said, I'm just feeling this sort of low-grade anxiety right now. And I thought I thought it was just because of my book launch and feeling the stress of that. But it seems as though there's sort of this collective depression and collective anxiety along with individual anxiety right now culturally. And there's been a lot of trauma. There's been a lot of people who struggle with addiction in the last year or so have had relapses and beginning new recovery journeys. And really, I think at least for me, I miss so much of the glaring truth that this is the first time in my entire life and our entire lives that we've ever gone through a pandemic. And let's be gracious with ourselves in that. We've never done this before. And so perhaps maybe for me, I'm like, gosh, I feel less productive than I normally am. And now I feel stressed out because my to-do list didn't get done, but it really needed to get done. But I feel like I'm working all day long. What is going on? We've never done this before. We've never gone through a pandemic before. And wonderful, amazing teacher, Brene Brown, calls this FFT. She says, it's our effing first time. In fact, I'm going to link a podcast in the show notes that Brene Brown does on FFT. But essentially what she teaches when it's our effing first time in anything is that essentially the older we get, the less we want to do and try new things because we are a humanity that likes being good at things and it feels vulnerable to try things that we're unsure about or will I be safe or what's going to happen and we don't want to suck at things So we don't like doing things for the effing first time anymore once we are adults. However, what Brene Brown says is that normalizing discomfort is really our secret sauce. So outside of big life events like, uh, I don't know, a pandemic, what can we do to normalize trying new things so that when we have the discomfort of 
uh, FFT that comes up, we have this muscle strengthened within us that we don't totally lose ourselves in that moment. And Brene gives three really simple tips. This is a mini Brene Brown TED Talk, and then we'll get onto my four simple tools. So Brene says, first things first, when you are having an FFT, name it. What's coming up for you? Uh, oh, we're in a pandemic. Number two, a perspective shift. No matter what, this is not going to last forever. So how can you bring some outside zoomed out perspective to your circumstance? And then number three, she says, just have a little reality check. Nothing is going as planned. Welcome to existence and life as a human being. How can we normalize the discomfort of that? So Brene Brown, FFT, this is why so many of us are experiencing so much anxiety, so much depression, trauma, and that is on top of every other thing that we all have going on in our lives individually and collectively. So what actually happens when we get activated or triggered or experience some sort of anxiety or depression? Here's what happens. And this is specifically more so when we're experiencing anxiety activation. Our thoughts activate our mind and then our mind activates the body and then body activates fight or flight. Often when I have felt triggered or I'm in a moment where I have all of a sudden feeling hypervigilant or I'm feeling trapped or whatever is the thing that's anxiety inducing for me, it's really easy to just focus on, oh my gosh, I'm in fight or flight. Ah, I'm scared and symptoms are coming up, whether it's dizziness, head rush, tingling, heart palpitations, paranoia, hypervigilance, uh, you feel like you can't breathe or your legs feel like jelly. All of these symptoms, by the way, are very, very normal when you are activated, but it can be like, why is this happening? Why is my body acting like this? Your body is acting this way because an alarm has sounded off in your mind and our minds are designed to save our lives and protect us. And so the mind has sounded an alarm and now has told the troops that we're ready to go to battle because our mind does not know how to distinguish between a very real life-threatening fear like being chased by a lion versus I'm really scared to give this presentation right now or I'm very nervous to go on this first date. Our mind doesn't really know the difference, but we can't stop there. Why does the mind get activated? It is because our thoughts. So in the last episode, if you didn't listen to it, I talk about a tool to practice outside of the moment of activation called taking your thoughts captive. So when we get to the root of the thought that activates the mind, then we can know why our body is activated. For me, when I was neck deep in anxiety, this was very helpful because when I felt those symptoms coming up, the dizziness, the legs like jelly, the I can't breathe, it honestly, I felt like First of all, I felt like a stranger in my body, not to mention having out-of-body experiences, but it's such a disorienting feeling. I thought, I'm going crazy. My body is betraying me, but actually my body is responding and how it was supposed to respond. And that's how God created it because my body thinks it's in real danger. So I think in that it allowed me to have compassion and then want to go to the root of what are the thoughts that are activating my mind to make my mind think that I'm in real danger here. So let's address that. 
Now, another thing that happens when our brain actually gets activated, there's a couple things going on. Not only are you, we, us experiencing these really disorienting symptoms of anxiety, what happens is we have three different parts of our brains. There's a lot of parts of our brains, but there's three big parts. We have the neocortex part, which is kind of like the prefrontal cortex. And then we have the limbic part of our brain. And then third, we have the primal or more reptilian part of our brain. Now, the neocortex is the part of the brain that's rational and logical. It helps us problem solve. So you're in a situation and you need to figure out, I don't know, how to build a fire. Like you're problem-solving, rational, logic brain is activated. Our limbic part of the brain is the part of our brain where emotions are activated and stored, where we experience feelings, and it also is where we can store memories. And then the reptilian brain or the primal brain, you may have guessed it, is the part of our brain that's responsible for our survival. It's like the caveman part of our brain that is we need to eat. We need to have shelter. And if you remember from last week's episode, when I talk about the Maslow hierarchy of needs and how anxiety can and depression can often get triggered when our basic needs are not being met, that is the reptilian part of our brain getting activated. So when we are triggered, what happens is the neocortex and the limbic part of our brain's shut down. It's like they get short-circuited and are told to shut up for the minute for a while until our lives are saved. And so a neocortex limbic is shut down. The primal is activated. When I started struggling with anxiety, in fact, I just had a conversation where my friend was saying, when I get flustered, I kind of say silly words sometimes. And when I have experienced anxiety, I felt like I'm fumbling. I can't really piece together my brain. It feels really chaotic. And it almost has felt like I can't really think really complicated thoughts. And learning about this aspect of anxiety felt really freeing to me because I realized, oh, it's just the logic part of my brain has shut down. And then the emotion part of my brain has shut down. And we've literally gone into the primal fight or flight or freeze part of our brain. Some other people call that the inner child gets activated. So when the primal part of us gets activated, we can really only speak very simple truths, simple statements to then reactivate the other parts of our brain. So neocortex, problem solving, logical, rational does not get reactivated until the reptilian brain knows we're safe. And I know I keep mentioning last week's episode, but they go hand in hand. And this is very hand in hand with Maslow's hierarchy of needs that we can't go to the top of the period. (laughs) We can't go to the top of the pyramid of needs until those basic needs are met. So what is it that you need to hear in those moments? We'll talk about that in a minute. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. I really understand this because a few years ago, I got out of $30,000 of debt. I truly know the pain of high interest rates that result in minimum monthly payments that keep you trapped in an endless cycle of debt. I have good news for you. 
Upstart can help you get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash refined. That's upstart.com slash refined. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So that's upstart.com slash refined. You don't have to scroll very far down your newsfeed to find a story about the restorative effects of collagen. It's all the rage, but it's also way more than just hype. You can get the very best collagen on the market from Ancient Nutrition. Now, I've used collagen for years. I typically use it in the morning in my coffee. And it was one of those things that a few of my friends started using. And I honestly didn't know if I'd see a a noticeable difference in my life. But y'all, I totally did. And I continue to notice a difference in my nails, my hair, my skin, the glow of my skin that you guys are constantly asking me about on Instagram. That is all due to things like collagen. Now, Ancient Nutrition is an incredible company that has one goal, to transform the health of every individual on the planet with history's most powerful superfoods. Whether you want to improve your body, sharpen your mind, or just feel like your best self, Ancient Nutrition makes supplements that get real results you can see and feel. All Ancient Nutrition products are made from the highest quality ingredients and are rigorously and repeatedly tested for purity. Their best-selling multi-collagen protein powder includes five types of collagen. It is the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one, improve fine lines, which hello, I love that, and wrinkles after four weeks, and transforms your overall skin tone after eight weeks. It's unflavored and dissolves in any liquid, which is why I put a scoop in my morning coffee or smoothie, or you can even put it in your baked goods. I put it in my gluten-free banana bread, and you don't even notice that it's there. So right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com and enter promo code REFINED at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code REFINED for 20% off your first order. Ancientnutrition.com, promo code REFINED. So you're activated. Here's four things you can do. First things first, pause. Oh, you feel activated. You feel stressed. You feel anxiety. There's symptoms coming on. Pause. I wish someone told me 35 years ago, the day I was born and every day since then, that I don't have to push through it, that I am allowed to take a minute. I can pause. So you feel activated? Pause. Guess what? You can, if you're driving, pull over. If you're in a heated conversation, hey, I need a minute. If you are at work or out and about, go excuse yourself to the restroom. First, pause. And number two, breathe. Ooh, 
we forget to breathe. A huge reason why anxiety is activated and then those two main parts of our brain get shut down is because we breathe so much shallow air. We breathe into our chest and we're not breathing into our diaphragm. And so we are getting, we're taking in more oxygen than we're exhaling, which can be energizing. If you've ever done a breathwork exercise to jumpstart your day, you're typically doing some sort of work where you're breathing in more than you're exhaling. So how do we shift that? We shift that. Energy is great, right? And if you are already anxiety-ridden, more energy can just be the thing that sets you over the edge into a full-blown panic attack. So if we want to engage the part of our nervous system that tells our body that we are safe, we need to slow down our breath. So right now, we can just mindfully breathe. Let's do it. Go ahead and inhale. Exhale. Do it a couple more times. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Now, when we become mindful of our breathing, we're engaging that parasympathetic nervous system and it tells your brain. So now your body is telling your brain through your breath work that you are safe. What is the phrase, I am safe? It's a very simple statement that your reptilian brain can understand. And so then the reptilian brain knows that I am safe. The logical part of your brain gets reactivated and then stops the cortisol and adrenaline leaking in your body that is causing anxiety. Fun fact about breathing thoughtfully or conscious breathing. This is actually one reason why cigarette smoking is so addictive. Yes, nicotine is addicting and very, very highly addictive, but multiple times throughout your day, you are leaving a situation. So you're pausing and you're going outside and taking deep breaths. Those deep breaths might be nicotine, but you're taking deep breaths. It's one reason why it is very hard to quit smoking. Now, if you want to take your breathing a little deeper, perhaps just pausing and breathing mindfully, you can do it 10 deep breaths in and out. That might be helpful. If you feel very activated, something that is very helpful for me is boxed breathing. In fact, it's so helpful that it's one of the techniques taught to Navy SEALs when they are in very traumatizing, high-stress situations where they have to perform and they need a minute, they go into boxed breathing and it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So we're going to do boxed breathing right now. Boxed breathing is even breathing. So you inhale for four, you hold for four, you exhale for four, and you hold for four, and you repeat that. I typically will put on a five-minute song or a relaxing song or even a worship song and do boxed breathing through that entirety. But we'll just do it a couple times right now. 
So go ahead and exhale out all of your air. And inhale for one, two, three, four. And hold two, three, four. Exhale two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Repeat. Inhale two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Exhale two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Now take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And now you have something in your toolkit. If you feel stressed or activated, or even if your mind is really wandering and busy at night, try boxed breathing. And one more thing to add on to that, if you're ready for another layer, this is just like yoga. You can go to a yoga class and you can do the warrior two, and then you can take it another layer, and then you can take it another layer if you want, but just do what is going to serve you. So like I said, what can be anxiety inducing is when we have more oxygen than we're letting out. So if we're wanting to reverse that, one thing you can do in that boxed breathing or even in just mindful breathing is exhaling longer than you inhale. So if it's just a mindful breath, inhale for the count of four, exhale for the count of six. If it's boxed breathing, do inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for six, hold for four, and repeat. It's just a tool. Try it. If it works, great. If it's not for you, that's great as well. The next thing you can do, number three. So first we have pause. Two, we have breathe. Three, we have simple truths. So that primal brain is activated. It can't really think a lot of logical thoughts because the neocortex of our brain has been shut down momentarily. So what are simple truths that you need to hear in those moments? For me, here are the big ones. I literally put my hand on my heart and my hand on my belly, and I say, I am safe and at home in my body. I am safe and at home in my body. And then sometimes I can feel really out of body. And so I, can, I just say, I am here. I am here or I can breathe. And this one is probably my favorite one. I can feel discomfort and still be safe. And this is kind of tying in Brene Brown's FFT. If we are able to normalize discomfort, you know, discomfort isn't the thing that we need to avoid at all costs. I can feel really uncomfortable things and still be safe. How do I know that? Because I have been struggling with debilitating anxiety attacks now for five years, and I am still safe. In fact, every single one of those anxiety attacks, I have moved through and gotten to the other side. I can feel discomfort and still be safe. What are simple truths that you need to hear? Could it be, I am accepted. I am loved. I am worthy. I am seen. What are those things for you? Perhaps pause and really sit with that. 
And number four, grounding, practicing getting back into the present and back into your body. Because here's what fear does. Fear does this. Depression does this. Anxiety does this. Control does this. Fear removes us from the present moment. Fear says, hey, guys, do you want to hop on this runaway train of thought? Let's obsess over worst case scenarios. And so what is it doing? It's literally taking us out of our bodies and out of the present moment and into a candy cane board game of experiences that may or may not ever happen. And so then what happens? We freak out (laughs) because our thoughts are thinking of worst case scenarios that activate our brain, that activate our body. Thus, we are triggered. So what does it mean to ground? I remember when I first started hearing about people talking about grounding, I was like, what the hell sort of woo-woo phrase is that? What do you mean ground myself? They're like, you know, take your shoes off and put your feet on the ground. I was like, I really don't think this is going to help me. But I was so desperate for healing that I was willing to try anything. And my friend Kate Escurry, who I have had on the podcast a few times, she's one of my favorite humans. She says that grounding, it's that inner sense of calm, even though the outside world might feel a little scattered. So if you want to learn more about how what she talks about as far as grounding, you can go to episode 90 on the Refined Collective, why self-care is more important now than ever. And we'll also link it in the show notes. But in that episode... Kate gives us five things that we can do in the moment to ground ourselves and get us back in the moment at hand. What are five things I can see? What are four things I can feel? What are three things I can hear? What are two things I can smell? What is one thing I can taste? So five, four, three, two, one. One, you're connecting with your senses. What are five things I can see right now? Well, right now I'm sitting at Newsstand Studio in 30 Rock. I can see my hands. I can see my computer. I can see the microphone in front of me. I can see the wine store that's right across from Newsstand Studio. I can see Joe, a sound engineer in here with me. Now, what are four things I can feel right now? I can feel the denim of my jeans with my hands. I can feel that my toes are sweaty (laughs) inside my shoes. I can feel an itch on the back of my head that I'm actually just going to scratch right now. And I can feel the dryness in my mouth. I have dry mouth right now. And then what are three things I can hear? Well, right now I can hear my voice because I have headphones on. I can hear music outside of the studio and I can hear my breath. Now, what are two things I can smell right now? Well, I smell my very garlicky breath because I just ate food right now. And I can smell the microphone. I can smell the microphone. And then what is one thing I can taste? I can also taste said garlic in my mouth right now. So weird or does that feel like a waste of time? But actually what I'm doing is leaving the runaway train of thought and coming back to the moment at hand. I can see things right now. I can feel things right now. I can hear things right now. I can smell things right now. I can taste things right now. I can be safe 
and at home in my body right now. I can feel discomfort and be safe because I am here. So life, again, I've said this in some of the other episodes, really isn't about the absence of fear or anxiety. And when someone told me that when I was neck deep in my anxiety struggle, that itself was anxiety inducing because I thought, what? I'm going to have to struggle with anxiety for the rest of my life. Are you kidding me? It made me feel hopeless. But she then said that you're going to have another anxiety attack. And we can't pretend that fear or depression or trauma is not going to happen, but we can change our relationship to fear. Because for me, for so much of my journey in mental health, fear was driving the ship. And I let it because I was scared. I was so scared. So it was driving the ship. So what happens with fear? How can we change our relationship to it? Now, when fear comes knocking, I say, hello, fear. Thank you so much for visiting me today. I know that you are here because you are designed to save my life. You're trying to save my life, which is probably why I feel triggered right now. Something in my thought life activated my mind, which activated my body. Thank you so much, body, for protecting me. Thank you for wanting to protect me. And then you can just go in the back seat. You're not driving the ship today. I am. So fear, thank you for being here. I don't resent you. I don't hate you anymore. You're just here because you want me to be safe and you're not running the show anymore. One of my coaches says, acknowledge the fear and oh, what the F, go for it anyways. So let's not allow fear to keep us stuck from living the lives, the big, expansive, amazing, epic lives that God has for us all. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode for Mental Health May. If you want some resources to support you and and implementing some of these four tools, whether it's pause, breathe, simple truths, or grounding, I have a few things for you. One, I have a playlist that I created for myself on Spotify that it's kind of my, when I'm feeling any sort of activation or if I just need to calm, I'm feeling stressed, I play this playlist. So it's linked in the show notes for you to listen to whenever you want. And I also encourage you, make your own playlist. What is something, what are songs that help you just feel calm and peace and stabilize you? Have that just, it's just another tool to add to your toolkit. And then number two, if you really want support in getting to that root of fear and identifying those those thoughts that are activating your brain and body, and then you want to have a better grasp of the simple truths that you can have in your back pocket, go to therefinedwoman.com slash shop. And I have a guide called Moving Through Fear. That is, it's basically what I do. And so I thought, well, hopefully it will support you as well. And then finally, my friend, Jackie Viramontes, who she's also been on the podcast. She's incredible. She does these wonderful meditations and EFT tapping, which is when you feel stressed or activated, there's different techniques that you can tap like on your chest or on your, um, on your temples and it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. So go to JackieViramontes.com 
to check her out and she has some free videos and also has memberships and stuff like that. So thank you for joining this mini series today on mental health and get ready. We have one more week of this mini series and let me know how you're enjoying it. Join the conversation over at The Refined Woman. Slide into my DMs. I would be so honored to get to hear from you. All right, stay tuned for next time.